This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Christopher Intagliata. The Apollo missions brought back 842 pounds of rock and soil from the moon, nearly 2,200 different samples. But there's one sample that planetary scientist Minakshi Wadwa says is the most interesting of all. Apollo 10085. Neil Armstrong collected it on Apollo 11. He was about to step back into the lunar module, and he turned around and just, he had this rock box, and he saw little spaces, you know, in there, and he knew that these geologists on Earth would be just so excited to study these materials. He just scooped up, I think, nine scoops of soil that he put into the box. And it became one of the most well-studied samples of the Apollo missions, she says. A geologist named John Wood at the Smithsonian noticed white flecks of rock in the soil, which he identified as a rock type called a northosite, and it clued him into the moon's ancient past. And this was, you know, it's quite a leap of imagination, but he proposed that the whole of the moon had at one time in the past, you know, somewhere close to four and a half billion years ago, been almost covered with a global magma ocean, you know, ocean of lava. And so this was a revolutionary idea at the time because people had thought that the moon had formed cold. And so it completely changed their idea about how the moon formed, how the terrestrial planets form, like the Earth as well. You know, it really changed a lot about our understanding of, you know, planetary science. But Wadwa has a second and more personal reason to appreciate this sample. I met my husband because of this rock. My husband is Scott Perzinski. He was with NASA as an astronaut for 17 years, from 1992 to 2009. And after his retirement from NASA, he actually, he's a mountaineer as well, and he had always aspired to climb Mount Everest. Scott's boyhood heroes were Neil Armstrong and the climber Edmund Hillary, who made the first confirmed ascent of Everest with his partner Tenzing Norgay. In honor of them, he wanted to take a moon rock from Apollo 11 to the top of Everest and to bring back an Everest summit rock. At the time, Wadwa was the chair of the NASA committee that grants access to the samples for scientific purposes. But this request, she says, was definitely out of the ordinary. And I just remember it because it was a really funny discussion in the committee room, you know, hey, you know, what, what happens if that moon rock falls down a crevasse, you know? <laughs> and, not, and not that, hey, Scott would be going down with, the, with that moon rock, of course. But Scott made it to the top. Wadwa never met him and moved on from the Lunar Sample Committee. But then, a year or two later, she saw a friend's suggestion pop up on Facebook. You might know Scott Perezinski. And I reached out to him and said, you know, hey, how did your expedition go? And did you return the moon rock to NASA? And he sent me this note back saying, well, you know, actually, I didn't send the moon rock back to NASA. I actually sent it to the International Space Station along with an Ever Summit rock. And if you ever happen to be... In Houston, I would love to meet you and, and, and thank you for making that possible. And so <laughs> I happened to meet him, and um, that, was, that was it. <laughs> you know, that's how we met. And so Neil Armstrong's last-minute scoop of moon dust brought two people together here on Earth and upturned our understanding of how the moon and the Earth itself got here. There's something in there about one small scoop for a man... Yeah, <laughs> a magma ocean for mankind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One small scoop for man, a magma ocean for mankind. Thanks for listening. For Scientific American's 60 Second Science, I'm Christopher Intagliata. <laughs>